You're listening to Kelly and Steve, and this is Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day Fiancé, Season 10, Episode 15, Till Death Do Us Part. We, You only being one-handed at this point. for the ne- How long are you one-handed? Six weeks. Six weeks. So we just determined that your microphone is now, your headset is on the wrong side. And so if you Correct. were to take a drink during the show, you're going to have to, going to the mic. rub it. Yeah, I'll That's rub great. it with my cup. Our editing team <laughs> is going to love you um, tremendously. <laughs> So if you hear a donk, then I guess that's what it'll be. Till death yeah. do us part. Not really the most fun episode. We were watching it, and it's uh, sometime in the middle of the night as we were, I guess, between yeah. sleeping spells with uh, uh-huh. surgery issues. Um, we really, it was three quarters of the way through it, and we said, I'm not sure there was anything super funny going fun. on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you look at, I Other guess. Other than the guy swinging his schlong in her yeah, face. Yeah, you know. That was a bit much. So, when I look at this, right, this whole thing, I have to say this. This stripper, my assumption is that this stripper is probably one of Brandy's ex-husbands. Is what <laughs> I'm thinking, right? This guy is directly uh-huh. from her past. Uh-huh. You know, she's gold, Really, Brandy is reality TV gold. Yeah. I mean, how much better can it be? Is she not the star of the season? It seems like this is really her. She's not putting on for anybody. She is a sarcastic, just bitter. (laughs) This is what you get kind of person. You know what? Let me tell you what. I have... Did you... Did you see the size of her tumbler? That thing was massive, right? For her drink? She brought her own. Yeah. Well mixed, whatever. Here's what we need. No, we've we talk on Inside Scoop about single life and you know, the diaries. I'm telling you, Brandy plus Boston John. Oh my what, goodness. What really a, a reality show that would be. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Isn't that and that's just... probably about his speed because right. he he doesn't want a commitment. No. He doesn't ever want kids. He wants to party and have a good time and sleep till whatever and yeah. spend all his time in the bed. So, I mean, she'd probably be right on board with that. This is a match made in heaven. This is a reality TV gold. Well, not made in heaven, but made somewhere well, else. Well, you're right. Match made in reality <laughs> TV uh, I yes. don't know. Purgatory, I guess, is where yes. it would be, right? Mm-hmm. Something. <laughs> oh, it would be great. I I really love Brandy. <laughs> right? I think this is good. This, this is, is an... something about the name because the other Brandy from Housewives is about like that, Yeah, too. maybe so. Uh, when they were going through their names, I almost thought these were like stripper names they were, they were giving everybody <laughs> is what this was going to be. This is a weird bonding opportunity for Annalise. Very strange. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to handle I wouldn't know how to handle this. This seems a bit extreme. It would be horrible for you because you don't well, enjoy being in a room full of people you don't know. Yeah, this would be hard. Expecting to socialize. Yeah, it so would not be good for you. What's Brandy supposed to do in this scenario? <clears throat> she went too far, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking and, about just you and, and me and what we would do. Well, I thought Anna Lee actually wanted a stripper, but it turns out she was just being 
uh, sarcastic. Mm. Like she didn't actually want a stripper. And uh, Clayton told her, you better not have a stripper. So this is going to come up to be well, an issue. First, I, but but yet at the same time, even though she looks somewhat embarrassed and covering her eyes and whatever, she then when he was swinging it in her face was videoing it with her phone. So there was I mean, a lot of alcohol. I guess she had a lot to drink. There was a lot of alcohol <laughs> flowing. Yeah. I loved when the <clears throat> when the stripper came in. That he is just working that gum. gum to no end. I said, well, this is a classy stripper. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know if you looked in the background, but this looked to be, I don't know, 3.30, maybe 5 o'clock in, in the afternoon. In the afternoon, driving through a neighborhood. Yeah, this is residential neighborhoods. I didn't, yeah. I looked, I mean, I didn't see any kids, but just the thought, you're at a stoplight, and there could uh-huh. legitimately be a school bus next to you. Yeah, that's not cool. And here you are, or, or I, I've decided that whatever he was swinging wasn't real and it was like an appendage on an underwear and i told you that was not going to be the case he was it's what it is is it's tucked in and this is a thing that's just out there as a prop is what i'm thinking for real i don't think so i just i just i'm just thinking that that's the case i just it, it it's too weird and maybe because i don't have much experience around here i mean when i was doing this on sprinter bands <laughs> We didn't have things like this, right? You're funny. Right? That was just it. They would just oil us up, and then that was it, you know? There was none of this stuff. But this was a neighborhood, Kelly. A neighborhood. There are just houses in the back. This could have been down any street, anywhere. Yeah. I I don't know where you take a Sprinter van to do this, but then I realized, one, you do this at night. I would be appalled. If I was just sitting here with my dogs in the middle of the day and looking out the front window and I see this happening. Well, the windows were darkened, obviously. There's no way that you could see from out in. I don't think anybody's doing that. Right? All right. There's just... You say so. Yeah, it's got to be. There's no way you could do this. Maybe they couldn't do it at night because... You would have been able to see through the windows, maybe mm. with the light going on on the inside. Yeah, I don't know. Who drinks like this in the middle of the day? Brandy does. I don't know. Wow. What was it? Um, they started at her house and then continued on the bus and then at the strip club. You remember the movie, and again, I know you probably won't, the movie Mr. Mom? Michael no. Keaton lost his job with an auto company, right? And so he goes home and his wife's working. He's taking care of the kids. The boss ends up coming there. Not The boss, her boss ends up coming there. And he's like working on the house and dinner and doing all sorts of other stuff. And he comes in and Michael Keaton offers him a beer. So would you like a beer? And, and um, Martin Mall, as the other guy says, it's seven o'clock in the morning. And so Michael Keaton goes, well, then a scotch? Like, you don't know what you're supposed to be drinking at 7 o'clock in the morning. Brandy is your source on this. Mm. She's great. (laughs) You know, you didn't have to tell Brandy twice. This was her task, and she ran with it. With a few days' notice, apparently. Gone. Well, and again. I think she said, you know, she had a matter of a few days. Well, put this, this together. Is, this is why maybe it was one of her ex-husbands. 
So maybe she's got this stripper friend on speed dial. <laughs> Like I like, said, I maybe, th- maybe he makes private visits. Right. I, well, it's possible. <laughs> Just weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I got to think, though, you know, I think they did Clayton wrong here with the scene in the pool and the gaming and his friend um, Cameron. Because Clayton, really, other than here, here's what I want to say about Clayton. I think he probably doesn't necessarily have the right to tell Annalie what she can and can't do at her party, right? I get, I, well, I got a little offended it, by that, right? It would be, I would trust you to do the right thing. Right. I was going to say they should be at a point where they don't need to say it because they should have chosen someone of like-minded Whatever process, it is. Thought process. That, you know what I mean? That Clayton pushed Whatever. it. Demand. Whatever they they feel is is appropriate, they should be on the same page as to what that is, and so it really shouldn't need to be said. Or they probably aren't that well matched. Well, I, I think that's the case. I've never heard her say anything really good about him. Have we? Mm-hmm. At no. all? No, not yeah, really. Nothing. And and Brandy seemed taken aback by her saying Annalise saying that if in a year they were still living with mom that she would just get a divorce. Well, Brandy knows about divorces. She said it was a bad <laughs> she goes, idea. But you're not, she said, you're not even married yet. And you're already talking about divorce. Well, there's no thought of really like, um, love, great, passionate love between these two. Yeah. I'm not really sure why they're together. Well, I mean, let's look at it. You know, they did this buddy, buddy thing with Clayton in the pool. And I just, I, you know, it wasn't until afterwards. I thought, you know what? I think this is in, in poor taste. I think there are more people like Clayton than people are probably more comfortable admitting. He's so boring, though. Well, I get it. But there are so many Claytons around. We know, and you see it, that people don't live in almost real conversations anymore. Right? It's yeah, this that's o- true. Online, yeah. this text or chat or whatever in yeah. their gaming community i mean this is what this is how yeah. it is now and people lack the social skills anymore so it's not like there's something necessarily wrong with clayton it's that this there are more of him out there uh-huh. it's not that oddball of a thing and for him you know what i bet you it was one of he really had a good time probably even his friend said i have to be honest with you this is the most boring worst uh bachelor party i've ever been to so what the the bigger picture here is what's life going to be like let's assume mom is out that's what i'm saying if if mom's not out then there's a problem right and this seems to be what brandy says i'm not sure that he even knows how to be interesting with a partner like to engage in conversation You know, whatever. Just, like, what are you two going to do with your time kind of thing? Yeah, and this is assuming, let's just make the assumption mom's not in the house because we think I know it's trouble if mom is in the house. Oh, for sure. That's been established. But with mom out, what what is everyday life with the two of these going to be? That's what I'm saying. And it's going to be tough. I mean, mean, what's a normal day going to be like? I mean, you and I have things in common. I mean, we're engaged in conversation all the time. 
um, it's kind of how podcasting was born is we just hit record while we're having a conversation. Sure. But I mean, I can't imagine what these two would even talk about. Mm-hmm. What do they actually have in common? I'm not sure they know. Yeah, it would be if he would have met her in a gaming community. Then they'd have that in common. They'd have something in common. Yeah. So this is tough. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it really is. I, I don't. Do you think she's in love with him, or do you think she just wants to make a better life? Uh, and I hate saying that about people in an immigration situation, and I don't normally at all. But because I can't see what it is she sees in him, and why she would choose to live with a guy who lives with a hoarding mom and a bunch of animals. I mean, she seems pretty unhappy with the circumstances, so then why is she marrying him? Yeah, that, that's... And that makes me think that, it's, you know... It's a not, qu- not that she's going to leave him, but that she is... Ulterior choosing. Motives. Yeah, she's choosing this as a means to something better. And look, love grows. I just mm-hmm. don't know if, if Clayton's that person that's maybe going to evolve into something that she would want. Right, into a real life partner. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying that she is either. She seems pretty crabby a lot. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not sure he has the skills to know how to be a partner uh, to mm-hmm. someone. Because he spends all his time alone and with his mom. Yeah. I have no idea. This is, this is an odd one. This would be one Weird. I would be surprised if three years from now... They're still together. This was a couple. Yeah. Because I think you'd have to really see some growth somewhere to have that. She'd have to, you know, get to a point where she was getting out and working and making her own friends to have any kind of life, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it isn't together, but you're right. Yeah, because he's not going to change, you know. He's probably this just going to want her lives. to sit at home. Right, and that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. She's going to need something else that supplements her life with him. When it comes to growth, I'm not sure. I'm not saying they're, they're going to make it in the long run. I, I think we've seen more in Ashley and Manuel in the past. So be- much growth, yeah. right? Between totally. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and, I've, and I think I'm glad that we've been able to see a deeper side to him. I do think he's a good guy. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever do her wrong. I think they just lacked good communication. And now that they're getting to the root of feelings and, you know, motivation. Fears and and, and angst and what what makes you hurt. It's not just what what makes you feel good, but where do you have pain and how can I help alleviate that? Right. We talk about it with a lot of couples. It's about, and and I think you see it a lot of times in lockup. I know it's a bad scenario, but when couples can kind of get in sync. Yeah. Because you don't have to be aligned on everything. But no. but when you're moving kind of in the right direction at the, at a at a decent pace, mm-hmm. I think you see it between the two of them, and it was, I, I think it was just it was refreshing. Mm-hmm. I think we were looking as they're going down and partying, right? And, and I think you see 
maybe these two don't need so much alcohol. Just, yeah. Because, well, it's like everything. It's, you know what? Maybe we could take it down a notch. Uh, <laughs> for them, everything gets elevated right. when it gets to that point. I mean, they're yeah. partying pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, he's barely walking on the way to the boat. Yeah. and He was kind of staggering. And then they had more on the boat. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't, then he's I, crying. <laughs> this, yeah, this was like a party pontoon is what this thing yeah. was. Maybe it takes, you know, some inebriation for him to let his feelings out. Mm. Well, he had his emotions about soccer. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Look, I can as identify. As about football last night. <laughs> I can identify as a Lions fan. Well, I think this is what I told even, you know, everybody at this point. It's I get my joy I, or I get joy from sports. But as we get older, what I do is I don't get my anger and sorrow from sports. Mm-hmm. If it goes badly, I just turn it off and it's over and I forget about it. If it goes well, uh-huh. I'm excited and happy. So, and then you have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you see, you probably don't see it, but all these clips about you know people putting, grabbing their flat screen TVs and breaking them. Rolling them? them? Oh my oh, gosh, that's oh, crazy. Kelly throwing stuff through them, punching them. That's crazy. This this reminds me of my mother playing the Incredible Wizard on our Bally Home Entertainment System. Ballpark, what year? In the 80s. Early 80s? Mid 80s? What do you think? Yeah, mid probably. Early to mid 80s. A Bally's yeah. machine. Mm-hmm. What was the game? Bally. Uh, Incredible Wizard. And, and she would get so mad when they would get her little man. The little creatures would come and kill her little man she would go you and she'd throw the remote and this was with an an english accent yes and throw it across the room at the tv and or at a piece of furniture i mean hurl it like at a wall or whatever and the remote of course was corded and so it had a long cord she could throw it a long way and it was brown plastic, and it had a joystick top, like a knob that mm. you turned, and then triggers on the front. And so it was, you know, like a vertical right. type remote, not like now with the Xbox where it's flat and you, you do it with your thumbs. This was a hand thing, so you hold it in one She'd hand. get mad. And, and direct it with the other. And she'd get mad and just throw the thing and the plastic up around the knob that you turn would <laughs> break off. We had holes in so many remotes because well, she'd get mad and throw it. Well, he, Manuel, is just it looks a little somber. I don't think this is World Cup. So when I look like World Cup was like November of 22 is when that was. And I think we're closer to the summer of last year's probably when we are. So I don't know if it's the Ecuador national team or his club team that he follows. You know, I'm not sure. But I think, um, like I said, I'd love hanging out with him and watching soccer in the morning. That would be fun. Yeah, that's fun. So they're headed to Florida. This is more of a destination wedding. Do you think everybody had to pay for their own trip? Probably. Is that, I mean, this is not something we would do. Is it? I don't know, it would probably offend some people, but is it rude to have a destination wedding? To say, we're going to Florida, if you want to be in my wedding, come to Florida. Or be at my wedding. Well, I mean, we did our reception that way. 
Yeah, but it was in town. You got to pay for yourself. We paid for ourselves. Right. It was in town, right? And that was. We've we've talked about that. So it was like at a, really at an old country buffet buffet banquet Mm -hmm. room. Yeah. So we get it. You know, it's and nobody comped us going in. Yeah, that was an neither, oddball neither thing. Neither set of parents. That was weird. Maybe everyone was upset that they had to pay for their own meal. They probably got well, there and assumed like there would be a tally at the end and then somebody would pick it up. And I was in my big wedding dress and nobody brought me food. So I couldn't like go traipsing around in the in the buffet to get my own plate because I had, you know, six yards of fabric trailing behind me and 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 so we really didn't even get to eat and we paid for ourselves (laughs) yeah and i think look i mean you have all these dresses and weddings and we've talked about it kind of a lot but what we left was with no debt and i think we almost had like the same stories to tell because i don't care what wedding you have what reception you have there are problems Uh things go wrong yeah no matter what last minute yeah and so we were, I had just gotten out of the military. You know, there was just so much going on. And and, yeah. and, and to go into debt was just not something we were willing to do. And, no. and I, I can't imagine the success or failure of your lifetime of marriage weighs on how much you spend on rings, a wedding, right. and reception. I would imagine that a lot of these couples, their wedding debt, outlasts their marriage i wonder if in these shows they go you know what the show the money we get from the show will will be for the wedding Mm -hmm. or if there's any pressure from production i mean because i don't think their wedding is that going to be that extravagant we haven't seen too many extravagant weddings have we patrick Um, and thais was a bit yeah it was a bit a bit of a ceremony at a place, but I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. massively huge weddings, and, and and I don't think we see too many of them. Well, I think they don't get real big because usually only one side of the family's there. Well, that's what ours was. What right. did I have? I had three. Yeah, some of my friends sat on your side of the I had three church. people. It could have been a 90-day wedding because we only had three of my people there. Yeah, it was <laughs> your mom and your little brother. And Jean. And Jean. And that was it. Look, look at the joy Ashley got from just having that loofah on her wrist or whatever that was. Yes. This is fun. Uh I'm like, wow, if that is fun, just think (laughs) what a night out with Brandy would get her. Oh, my goodness. You know, maybe that would be the thing. Maybe now Brandy is Indiana and Kentucky's new number one party planner. Yeah. Yeah crazy she should go into business for herself i will but it's probably it's the same thing every time maybe she gets another ex-husband to bring out and dance which ex-husband do you want she seems like a person who's probably on edge all the time and probably very sarcastic and probably comes out with smart alecky remarks all the time to people so i can understand how she's been through three divorces (laughs) because it would be difficult to be serious with someone who's who's just kind of naturally rude you know what i mean huh i don't like your tone (laughs) (laughs) you were a little bit that way but you've kind of grown out of it some well no what i've learned i don't like (laughs) you definitely don't like your tone yeah the opportunity to hear me in a work conversation yeah 
This um, is old Steve. <laughs> right. See, he's still there. Maybe this yeah. is why I identify with Brandy. Maybe it's why we're in such a better place than we were way back when, because right. that's not Steve at home anymore. Oh, that's it. You know, I could I do wouldn't this. like dealing with that, Steve. I did work with, when in my early electrician days, one of our electricians was a stripper at night. Seriously? Oh, yeah, Mark. I remember him. Oh, my God. The stories that guy would tell. He wasn't. Yeah. Well, you know, there's that. I bet they have some activities after work. Or during work. Some little side jobs. Entirely possible that happens. And so, I mean, we didn't do much side work together much, right? Only Uh occasionally he would have me on a side job, you know? It's weird. (laughs) Why can't I wear a shirt under my construction vest? Is Uh what I was saying. A hard hat. Uh And a construction vest with no shirt, this seems odd. <laughs> so that. Not putting in ceiling fans. For hey, now. Manuel, you had heard something this week about his two boys. And we don't really get too much into kids, but it kind of came out as a story. We didn't talk about it on Scoop, but I think we get them referenced yeah. here. Yeah, because we hadn't really heard anything about his kids boy girl age none of that turns out it's two teenage boys Mm -hmm. so that's interesting that means he must have had them young it looks like ashley gets yeah because he's 34 right ashley it looks like is at least talking to one of them yes so that was big yeah and i i think um i mean i think he's listening you know, he, he is listening when she expresses what she needs. And I think that it's the first time we see real empathy from her. Yes. It, it doesn't yes. mean she does, didn't have it before, but we know that, you know, some stuff gets left on the editing room floor that, that it looks like she can be a decent person. Right. And, and I wasn't so sure before. You know, and it's a lot about, get, just like we said, getting into sync. Right. But they both seem different. Yes, they do. I think they've both grown a lot they in seem their time. Vulnerable. Together. Yeah. They seem real. Empathetic. And I think she, maybe the money thing, maybe him keeping her from talking to the family Maybe made her separate from the money. Uh-huh. Because I think when you... I, look, we all can be ultimately cold. You can say, you know, whatever. But when you're confronted in a situation and you see something, I think your real feelings kind of come out. It's easy to be like Brandy, right? I could imagine mm-hmm. you go to Brandy for help. And she's probably not... Um, like she told Clayton, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not even she hunting seemed, for an alpaca. She seems like a person who maybe has a cup of coffee in the morning with a little something in it. Oh, brandy? Yes. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. She's just kind of hard. <laughs> and and I think we saw that from, from Ashley, but we see something different now. Mm-hmm. And I think you can see at least a, it's an odd path. But I think you can see a path forward for these two. Yes. Finally. I could see them working out. And so maybe maybe it'll it'll be more for her. And, and that the money, re- let's think about it. The money that 
is really for his children. Right. And his mother. And his mother. And so this is a thing. And, and, I and, think- it's, and it's very admirable and respectable that he has taken it upon himself to care for his mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, he seems to really deeply respect and appreciate what his mother has done for him in his life. But but in the same boat, he's not having a lot of empathy for for Ashley in the same situation. He could have made this whole lot easier by including his family. The story you had read, it said something about he was trying to shield them because the communication issues. And, yes, and, he, he was afraid because she has such a short fuse that she would get frustrated in trying to communicate with his teenage boys because they speak really fast and the way they talk, he thought that like phone communication would be difficult and that she might be frustrated and, you know, get short tempered. And he didn't want there to be any early barriers in their relationship. So that was the reason he was keeping them separated. I think she can probably understand the language even better than she speaks it right uh-huh, if right. let's just say she out of 10 she's a three right as far mm-hmm. as the language goes i would put her there people we have talked to maybe not so much but at a three i think you can communicate mm-hmm. right it would be you didn't need the orb the translating orb that Chahoon mm-hmm. and and, and right. Devin had where the it turned thing. into into be a problem so right. I think they can communicate. And I think if you tell somebody, you know, I just need you to speak a little slower, right? Just slow down a little bit, and I think everything will be fine. Especially mm-hmm. when you ask yourself. And so I, I, I think for them, these situations, I, I think, and you see it when, you're, when you go through stuff. Sometimes situations can create um, bonds. We saw, what was this documentary we watched Again, what we is, is Kelly's somewhat stationary because of the surgery. So we were watching one. It was a California, a California couple where she got abducted and, and yes. assaulted. And, that was crazy. And they, you know, accused him of doing it. And then they accused her of, what was it, American Horror? A of, what was it? Yeah. Something American Nightmare or something like that. Yes, that was it. Yeah. And they they said they orchestrated it for whatever motivation they didn't know. And they didn't. They were true victims. And she'd actually been victimized sexually multiple times in her life. And every time she'd ever involved the police, they brushed her off. And it was like, well, nobody's going to believe this. Or you don't have proof. Or don't even report it. Whatever. It was horrible. So And so that was was just a bad situation and so for me the the thing here is is our thought would be and we've seen sometimes it happens when a young couple goes through some kind of tragedy Mm -hmm. it can be something that drives them apart so with that couple i was surprised when we got farther into the story and that they were together they were super bonded after that right. and I have actually to, got married and had a, a bunch of kids and they're really committed to each other. I would think that it, it, it's almost one or the other, right? You're, you, it uh-huh, either drives right. a wedge to you or you're apart or you're right. really completely bonded together. Right. And, and I think that's true of any, <clears throat> you know, negative trying situation that you go through in a marriage. And this is where I get with Ashley and Manuel. Right, this isn't that, but right. this is a test. 
Yeah. And it looked ugly at the start. It did. But somehow or another, here they are. They traversed it. Right. Well, you know, it's like they said on the uh, on the boat when they were at Niagara Falls, where we are committed to working through whatever comes our way. We've decided we're going to work it out. Yeah. And so that's what they're doing. And it seems like they're being successful in doing that. I think um, somewhat I think that was the surprise of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Citra. Look, I, I, I like, you know, I was kind of given, personally, as we were sitting through, I was kind of giving him the business for going to a pawn shop for a ring. Did you know what? It'd be like one of Brandy's old rings or something is what you're, <laughs> is what you're picking up. Well, but I don't have a problem with that because he's it's, just trying to stay within a budget. It's mean of me. I can't help it. I'm who I am, right? And is so it really it, any different no, than me going to a no. jewelry store and looking at the clearance no, uh, display? It's wrong <laughs> of me, right? And I realize that. And so my initial thought was, you know, some of these pawn shops also sell jewelry. And not that even right. if it's a used ring, it really obviously doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I, it was just my own, um, you know, me being Steve. <laughs> me being like Brandy. As long as it's not engraved to somebody else, and that's cool. <laughs> right. Or you peel it off their hand. I guess that would be it. For me, though, I got to think it sounds like either Sam is continued to lie to Citra or Citra's lying to her dad about this drug situation of theirs. Or lying to herself. But I think it's him. I think he's not. He passed. She passed it on to him. And so she it was almost like a third version of the story here. Yeah. Yeah, and we inside scooped the real story. Yeah. And, and it's not that close to the story that's being told on the show. No, it isn't. And, and so I think this is really a problem, right? Yes. Hmm. But, I mean, they're I guess they're driving forward, right? I guess so. I mean, Dad kind of believes, if this is the thing, that she's he's afraid that she's just going to have a hard life. A hard life, right. He's not, she probably will. Yeah, I think just looking at the situation with Sam, I, th- I, I'm, I don't know that he ever gets himself straight. I think he needs right. some distance from mom. Mm-hmm. I think mom. I don't know how to put this. Is there a way? I don't know. There's a way to put. It. Mom seems, you know, mom doesn't strike me as being a really. Uh, spiritual person mm-hmm. right i think she probably thinks herself to be a spiritual person mm-hmm. and then is going to force whatever her what she believes her th- beliefs are on, on everybody else mm-hmm. and she says she's not yeah, but i think that means that she is right i'm not trying to control you but right i'm not trying to impose my beliefs on you but right there's no but Well, I mean, when it comes to whether or not she's going to attend the conversion, I 100% understand that that's not okay for her. And I feel like he should as well, because it's not supporting, it's not like she's not supporting the marriage. That's the important part. Mm -hmm. It's okay for her to not agree with the conversion because that violates her own spiritual beliefs. And he, having been raised that way, should know that and understand that 
there's this is a, an issue a line for her. drawn. Right. This is a line drawn, and that's okay. It has nothing to do to, with whether or not she supports his relationship. So, like, if she said, I can't attend your wedding because she's not Christian, then maybe that would be an issue he could be upset with her about. But as far as going to the conversion, I mean, I that's wonder. a step too far, and he should understand that. Everybody's need, and it's not everybody, so it's an overstatement, need to have others accept every decision that you make. Mm-hmm. And, and that seems kind of odd for me, right? Well, it's not realistic, because no two people are the same. Hmm. As alike as we are, there's still going to be things that we see differently. Mm-hmm. But I think we're we're at a point where we appreciate each other's perspective, even if we don't agree. Her... Like we can understand where we're coming from. Right. Well, look, I mean, her dad, they went into this rental, and I think it was, um, where are they? Missouri. They went into this rental in Missouri, and they walked by, and it was a picture of Jesus on the wall. Right. So I, his, her family didn't seem to object to that. They didn't have to go mm-hmm. in and take that picture down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So he's, he's all right with Jesus, um, but he's against drugs. He says, she's, she's, my dad's a cop. He's really against drugs. It makes mm-hmm. me think of like Indonesia as 1990s cops, right? Yeah, like, well, it makes me think that maybe living there in the past has been like Columbia or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. I noticed a lot of stuff on the wall. In the pawn shop, this is what they had on the pawn shop wall, a picture of Dwight Eisenhower, a picture, and I think, this is Missouri, but I think Eisenhower's Kansas. I think he's from Kansas. They had Harry Truman, who's definitely was from Missouri, and then they had a picture of Trump on the wall. Eisenhower, Truman, and Trump is who they had. Oh my goodness! That was their three on the wall. So a lot of wall hangings. This was in the pawn shop. So I don't know. You know these two. I could not get over the conversation. And Dad really seems like a understanding person. He does. Because I think so many. I think he gets that that she probably isn't going to listen to him at this point. Well, he said that, didn't he? Yeah. He said, "No matter what I tell you." Yeah. Are you going to listen or not? Well, that's an odd. That means he had doubt. It's an odd thing. We see it so often about the parents that go over the top. It's Quaylon and Chevelle from Lockup. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? It's just, it's way gone. And I think we do see it. I mean, I do think that Sam's mom is a bit much. You know, I just, I, I just get a feeling from her. It's just, it's one of those, you get one of those vibes, right? And I didn't, uh-huh. I'm not a big fan of the vibe I get from her. You know, and it may not be something specific, right? right. But I just feel like something doesn't, something rubs me wrong. I think she's just so quick with her opinion on, on everything. Because mm-hmm. I think she would want, for me, she says, I don't want people to, anybody to have to convert to get married. But I would assume that she would want, it's my assumption, that she would want Citra, if they needed to be of the same faith, she would want Citra to convert before she would want Sam to convert. Well, of course, you always want your beliefs. 
Yeah, and so it's not really that I don't want somebody to convert. It would be I don't want somebody to convert to something else. Well, I don't think she expected Citra to convert. I think she's saying if you're two people of different faiths, you should be able to come together without forcing one to be like you, either side. Yeah, I don't believe her. And I tell you, it's just my gut, and and Mm -hmm. I don't know that she said something to make me believe that. Maybe it's just me being stereotypical, but I get a bad, I just get the wrong vibe from her. But realistically, if you're not on the same page spiritually, it will create issues down the road. I think it can. Because when you have children, you're going to then have differing views on how they should be raised. We see it like in Ari, right? She comes from a Jewish, she's a Jewish Catholic um, husband, father and mother. And mm-hmm. so for me, you just wonder how that works. Uh-huh. I, I just have to imagine maybe the conflict and how odd that is. And maybe everybody uh, finds yeah. their own weird way through it. Uh-huh. I, it just, it just would strike me as another source of, of a potential problem. Of angst, right. And it's, it's just a process. And, and maybe because we don't experience that, we can't understand it. And it's legit, I guess. But isn't it the same? I mean, even not, uh, it's outside of religion then. I mean, it could be discipline or it could be education. It could be whatever. I guess it's the same. And, and we Well, talk- I think the difference, though, is that people generally, you know, if they have a particular faith, feel very strongly and convicted about it. It's not something they're swayed away from. Whereas if it's just education or yeah, but isn't or that, whatever, you know, you might be convinced differently. Isn't that more prevalent now? I mean, you get people who are maybe anti-government or anti-whatever political party is. Uh-huh. And so I think you can see where it could go, you know, I don't want all the teachers or whatever, right? And so I don't want you listening to those teachers because right. they're whatever. And, and so I, 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 because I think that's maybe more prevalent now than even religion. Yes, because I think true. And so I think when you see somebody make a hard stand, and I think yeah. even for us, it's, it's less common. Yes, and so that happens. So it would be hard. And I, but I think we've said it from the start. I'm not sure how strict Citrus family is as far as their spirit, spirituality, because uh-huh. he's not putting down firm. That, look, he's just saying that you need to convert. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like a lot, but uh, but I think. I, I, I would be surprised that he would ever give his blessing to this. Yeah. B- because yeah. of red flags that we've seen outside of, you know, some kind of abusive scenario. And mm-hmm. it doesn't appear that Sam's somebody who's abusive other than to maybe himself. Right. Sam is one of the largest red flags we've seen. There's very few yeah, people well, we've I seen mean, with drug charges. He had a serious drug addiction mm-hmm. and... You know, that, what's the charges? Uh, well, but aside from the the legal side of things, just someone with a strong addiction to really heavy mm. narcotics, you know, there's such a great risk of um, going back to yeah. that, you know, in stressful situations and, you know, whatever they whatever reason that they were using that as a crutch 
is it not been could resolved. happen again well, right it could happen again and and you know i'm not saying it every result of of something like this is from your parents but it just i just get a bad feeling from mom and, mm. and and dad on this one so i you know you think this would be red flags so what did you get from this story that she told this was the first time i'd heard this maybe i missed it before but did you catch the part where citra was explaining that he got started on the narcotics prescription narcotics through his ex-girlfriend's yes. dad who had a prescription and shared it with him like they were using it recreationally we had not i do not think i had we not had heard, heard this. that we'd heard so he this had was a back how, problem yeah so this was how he got addicted in high school Yes, yeah, so interesting. The, right, and so who I don't know uh, how true that is, or whether or not you know he just—that's another story he told her or something. Right, I mean, I, because we've heard so many versions of this, mm -hmm. and, and none of them are what the court papers say. Right, exactly. Or you know, so uh, I don't know. It's all in question. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. We are going I mean, to talk. He seems like he seems like a nice guy, but there's a lot well, of flags risk involved. Here. And I think yeah. if you'd go, if your daughter, if you find your daughter, and look, we're somebody who's like, you know, we. Well, that's true. <laughs> right, but it's just different kind of flags. Different circumstances, yeah. And maybe we justify ours versus theirs. You know, no, what I mean? no, because we spent a lot of time mm. with our daughter's boyfriend. Like, I mean, he practically lived here. Right. for a while and so i think really. i especially spent a lot of time with him right and talked heart to heart and so i think i understand his background his upbringing mm -hmm. how he got to the place and the circumstances he was in and i do see him making huge strides in trying to live differently sure. and so i mean there's no addiction involved or anything like that so if there were that would be a different set of sure. feelings i would have about or a different it. set of flags but, i mean yeah right i mean people do change but i think right. in this scenario we have so many things that right it would and be hard it, to for imagine him, i think is maturing too hard to imagine a, a, a cop going i knowing the recidivism issues with yeah. addiction to go, yeah. I would feel comfortable. That's challenging. So. For sure. We are going to talk about Nikki and Igor and Rob and Sophie coming up next, so stick around for that. Thank you for listening. You can listen to the rest of this episode by subscribing to our Coupled with Chaos channel on Apple, by subscribing to our Patreon, or by subscribing to our Supercast for $3.99 a month, where you can hear us talk about reality shows, real life, and more on our podcasts, covering shows airing on TLC, A&E, Bravo, and the WE Network. Just follow the instructions in the show notes. Tell your friends about this podcast. And rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. Follow us at Coupled with Chaos on all the socials. Or contact us directly by email at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. 